So we've been together for four years. This is what happens when you do a podcast with your wife. Um, I was thinking about topics, and then I think the most natural one was to really talk about what happens when you become a dad uh, at a young age, and you're a millennial. Hey, I'm a millennial. I'm still, my wife, it's looking to the side, but I'm still a millennial. She's, of course, a millennial. She was born in 85. I was born in 83. But we are both millennials. We spent most of our time on our phones and social media, besides our work. And... That sounded horrible. <laughs> that sounded like we're zombies of our phone, which is not well, true. It is true. We're doing this podcast on a cell phone. And you, what, what do you check on your bank? Did you go to the bank? Means 85-year-old? No, you check online, right? That's what you do. There are certain things that are helpful from using technology. But All right. This is the parenting thing. So let's start <laughs> with this. We have these people telling us that our son should not be checking the phone or not watching videos. But they are plugged into this. And I personally think that... It's something that you cannot control all the time. You should not be spending a lot of time on it, but you should be able to let them explore technology. Right, babe? No. I very strongly disagree. I think that... That we've been together for four years. That there are a lot of things that their brains are not prepared to handle and that we should try to stimulate them in different ways, in uh, exploring what's around them, in taking them outside, in um, bringing them to to see different animals. Uh, even, I mean, I'm not saying you have to do a road trip, but hey, you we go outside and there are 50,000 lizards because this is Florida, <laughs> right? So we have, you know, we literally just... Tell him, look, <laughs> this little guy is running from point A to point B. He's staying in the sun. He, you know, he, he belongs to the cycle of he eats all these bugs <laughs> that are also around us every day, especially in a hot summer day. Um, so it's it's a balance. I think uh, eventually, yes, your children will be exposed to technology. Right. But what, was, what was the first time that you were exposed to technology? Right? I don't know. I was like exactly. maybe eight years old, nine years old. This was back in the day when like the first uh, Apple 19, computer came exactly, out. It was 1985. So I have a, a brother that was born in the 2000s, right? 2000 and something. If he's hearing, I apologize. I don't remember when my brother was born. I think 2001. And he was exposed not even to like touchscreen technology. He was exposed to like the regular computer with the mouse and he was an expert doing paint. I remember he used to play with like painting on the computer with the mouse and it was something normal. Now I see my son taking my iPhone or an iPod and just being so smart about it. And we from the 80s didn't have that experience. I'm not saying that we should be exposing the kids all the time to technology. I'm just saying it's something that we cannot stop that we try to stop because we want to look like good parents no, but how much the good parents it's into technology it's, it's not that we're trying to stop it it's that you as an adult should um should make a decision of when is it appropriate and to what extent and how long and um how is that actually affecting behavior because i mean we've had many instances with our child when we 
took away the phone and it was like a tantrum. So, I mean, <laughs> this is this happens often. So we just decided to not give it to him and we decided to to present to him other opportunities for him to explore the world, the actual real world. I'm not saying that, you know, social media is not real, but for a three-year-old, there are other more present um, and more pressing things that he should learn. Um, but let's go into like recommending young parents like us what to do when you are taking your family into a dinner or a lunch or a brunch or a breakfast. Bring Legos. Bring, bring something Legos, else. Right? Like I, we used to do that because, of course, as a, you know, there's no such. I mean, I, I've read books, but there are no books on the right way to parent. Everybody's different. Every family is different. Every culture is different. Um, but I think that kids are restless, especially when they're two years old and you were, you're asking them sometimes or you're expecting them to act like grown-ups and it's completely unrealistic. Um, but... Uh, when you get, you know, when you don't know better and when you're desperate and when your kid is screaming and everybody's looking at you, you, your first reaction is to, you know, hand them the phone and calm him down. Um, our suggestion would be there are other ways to keep your kid um, pretty much present. distracted with something no, else. No, present, present, at a certain point present. I mean, it is hard well, to have our son, and this is just me, um, eating and paying attention to everything around him because he wants to just play. So he gets the Legos, he plays at the same time you try to feed him. But then maybe he turns three, like our son now, and then he is struggling with like eating by himself because we have been always feeding him and he's doing something else when he's eating. So there's all these challenges that I think a lot of parents are facing, but nobody's really talking about them. Um, I think that it's it's like I said it's about understanding that there are processes. I I have been very proactive in trying to understand um child development from different standpoints, uh specifically from the disciplinary standpoint. Um right now we are at a stage with Luca where he has an immediate reaction uh usually of you know using everything as a projectile and just throwing it across the room so <laughs> you know before i go also Ballistic. nuts on him i i'm trying to understand how to manage that and how to better um communicate with him cuz uh, well, let's point, stop there so we're going to take a break and we'll come back in the Johncito podcast we're going to talk about this discipline, screaming at your son when you were in Colombia and you scream and they hit you so hard that you actually pay attention. But now parenting is different. There is some evolution to it. And we are going to come up with some ideas that I don't agree and Jennifer agrees to. Uh, she agrees to stuff that I do. I don't. That's part of being a parent and being in a relationship. So we'll be back with that. And anything else that you want to say, babe? No, they, uh, you've been interviewed here in this podcast. This is no, fine, right? That's this is it. good. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely interesting to um, to share our frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> and wins. And vent. And uh, also our, our triumphs um, as parents, as um, individuals, as a couple, and as a family. Oh, you know, man, you know.
So before this break, we were talking about technology and raising your kid and paying attention and not having maybe an electronic device in front of them when they are eating or in in groups, right, with the family or something like that. But then we were talking about discipline. So I'm going to share first because I know Jennifer is going to get a little ballistic on this. I was raised into the chancleta time. Like, no, me even chancleta was the softest thing I got hit with. I, you know, I went through like cinturón and I, you know, I was reprehended. I was a child. No, 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 no. Never, never bled by this, but uh, maybe did. I remember. But, you know, discipline was a big thing in my house. Um, and I and I think that my my dad and my mom uh, were just trying to discipline the crazy kid who was always doing something wrong. Right. That was me. Um, I was always a person that was picking on people or, you know, like my son. Like, I think when I see my son, I see, geez, now I understand why my dad and my mom got upset. Um We've been dealing with this at home lately. Um, you know, I think that we have, I have come a long way uh, when it comes to reprehend and hit my son. Um, reprehending. Reprehending and... Reprimanding. Hey, reprimanding. My son, thank you for the English class here. Um, but, you know, I think that Jennifer does a great job on listening to Luca before she actually goes crazy. Uh, because she does, and I do. Uh, maybe my... My time frame, it's a little shorter, uh, but I wanted just to bring this topic because I think it's something that couples always deal with. It's like, do you want to hit your son? Do you don't want to hit your son? What, what are you five things, babe, or three things that you want to talk or recommend people that listen to a podcast? First, I want to make make uh, make a parenthesis. I mean, we don't hit our son. We, you know slap him in the nalgas so it's like in the butt when yeah hey doing we're something. not doing some child abuse <laughs> so, here <laughs> I'm just, you know it sounds horrible so i just wanted to make sure that we're on the same page um but i i think that um our parents pretty much were following traditions we're following what they saw or what they learned from their parents and so on and so forth and there comes a point in time where once you have kids, once you decide to start a family, you get to make those calls and you get to make those decisions about how you want to address um, the different developmental stages that you're going to go through with a child um, in your efforts to making him a, a good citizen, a good person, and a, a good human being, which is, I think, in the end, what all parents want. Um I've been reading up a lot on putting myself in my son's shoes before making a judgment and before reacting um, towards something that he's done. Um, and that's why I've continuously mentioned that you have to be aware of where your kid is and what stage in life he, he is. When he's a baby, I mean, yes, he cries because he's either hungry or he needs to be changed there. There aren't a lot of, of things going on at that stage. As he becomes a toddler, then you go through this process of um, uh, learning to communicate with the world around you. So, of course, his brain is not fully developed. His language is not fully developed. So how does he get his point across by, you know, 
exploring with food, by exploring with objects around him, by just sometimes, you know, slapping you or pulling your hair or biting you because that's just how he, you know, where he is in the developmental stage. Um, as he continues to grow, I've I've seen that, you know, now his vocabulary is expanding. So instead of saying, mommy, gaga, goo goo, he says, well, I don't want to eat this because this doesn't taste good, right? And I, I can, I can and relate to that. That is a big that. frustration for Jennifer. I can, I can. <laughs> he doesn't like food. I can relate to that. No, he likes food, but I mean, of course, you want but to But I make remember sure there that... was one time that he said, like, I don't like mommy's food and you went to like oh my god i'm so frustrated yeah, but that might be another podcast but just saying like there but there's things that get you upset and the you the you as a as a the adult and i always experience this and again jennifer has been kind of like my mentor it just happened to us yesterday right it is that you don't act like the adult you let your son provocate this situation of you getting mad and whatever it is if it's a a language barrier for him to express himself or herself in the case of other parents having um, girls. It's it's just that you, when you, after you do the, the, the discipline part, like you either scream or you try to point with a finger or, or you slap your son or your daughter. I think that after the aftermath of that, it's when you realize that you were out of tone, that you realize you didn't have to do that. And I think that that's why you're trying to to avoid with all this that Jennifer is mentioning is that you're trying to avoid to get to that, oh my God, I did this and I didn't have to do it because there was another step that I missed. Well, I mean, of course, we all have, um, I guess, uh, breaking points. Um, and what I'm trying to say is that in raising Luca, I've tried to be a better person for him, yeah. for for our family and for society. I think I now can empathize and can understand what many mothers went through. Um, I used to be the kind of person that was on a plane and whenever I traveled by myself, I was incredibly frustrated with having to sit next to a child because I'd be like, oh my God, here we go, this screaming kid, the entire flight, two hours, really, like, do I have to deal with this? Um, after I became a mom, I was like, holy crap. I had no idea that it was this hard to, you know, be in a plane <laughs> with a screaming one-year-old whose right. ears are hurting or who, some, you know, who's experiencing yes. something new yeah, and, um, and who doesn't know how to communicate. So I, I, now I understand and, and I feel bad that I was extremely judgmental and... I say, okay, fine, you know, I empathize, I understand what, I, I feel your pain. So um, it's it's part of, of the process. I'm, I'm a believer that I cannot, I shouldn't, you know, judge anybody unless I've been through that experience. So it's, you know, once you become a parent, it's a whole nother ballgame. Um, but what John was saying with regards to having the aftermath of reacting in a horrible way and giving in to your son, pushing your limits, um, it's it's horrible. I mean, you're like, what am I doing? How is it that I'm letting something so silly uh, get to me in that way? And then I'm I'm I I can't even I'm asking my kid to control himself, and I can't do it on my own. And I'm you know 32 years old. It's it's one of those moments where you say, um, how can I handle this better? And 
what should I be doing and what else should I be trying? So we we definitely have, have you know, gone through different phases where we say, okay, fine, we're not going to react this way. We're just going to let it play out because in the end, your kid is always trying to get your attention. So if he he were older, he'd be able to express himself in a more complete way and say, hey, mom, you know, I wish you would stop staring at the screen for one second and pay attention to me because right now I need to tell you something important or because I need to go to the bathroom or because I need to do something or I want you to be present here with me to something that matters right this instant. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a trial and error. It's an individual process. Um, like I said, I've been reading this great book, which is uh, called No Drama Discipline, and it's helped me understand a lot from the perspective of your child is not fully developed yet stop you know assuming that he is going to have grown up reactions to um different stresses that he's going to go throughout the day as an adult we go through stresses and kids handle it in a different way so you know just learn to talk to him communication is key um it's interesting how they explain that you have you know your that your brain is like a house so you have the upper side which is what controls your logic and empathy and and your emotions and then you have your lower part of the house which is your primal instinct so it's they call it the reptile which is hilarious it's like don't poke the lizard (laughs) um but it's very it's very cool the way they they say look you can help mold your kid's brain And it's up to you to continuously stimulate the lower part of the brain, which is going to always have that primal reaction of throwing and tantrum and and he's going to feel um, intimidated. So it's going to be the flight or fight kind of reaction from your child. Or you can stimulate the upper side of the house of the house, which is what um what's going to teach your your child to regulate to regulate his emotions to regulate his um to i guess appeal to to logic and instead of so use his emotional intelligence piece, exactly right? to develop that so um anyway hang in there it's a process <laughs> we feel your pain um and for for everyone who's listening to this if you guys want to recommend all the topic that we could we could cover um i think in a couple of of months we could come back to this topic of course next in two weeks uh next week um in two weeks i'm sorry we will have an interesting topic about education in new york state um but you know we wanted to make sure that you guys get a sense of this parenting thing which is complicated sometimes for some some easy for others that have uh, all the skills or being getting ready all their life i don't get i don't think so because you never get any classes during high school or middle school or anything to teach you how to be a parent but there's these two topics are really things that that just happen to be controversial right the technology and the other one is how you discipline your kid so i hope everyone enjoys this and and share with with uh, any place where you see the podcast post in Spotify or here on Anchor or in the iTunes iPodcast, I think is the name. 
Um, if you want to share what you guys want to hear in the future, I think Jennifer and I will be more than happy, especially Jennifer, who has been really proactive in reading and reading. I'm more like a, a person who likes to mold my character as I see in practice. Um, but you know, this is why this is why we're together and we are a team and then we try to accomplish the common goal by putting together our skills and values and ethic into what our son should be in the future. So any other comments before we go? No, that's it. Um, looking forward to uh, speaking with you and, and covering other topics. Um, like I said, hang in there. Another day. <sighs> Breathe. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. And with this, uh, we finish our first episode of Mamitas y Papitos. Parenting, Parenting 0.1. <laughs>